Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and we are continuing our delve into Babylon 5 Season 4. Today we're doing Episodes 19, Between the Darkness and the Light, Episode 20, Endgame, and Episode 21, Rising Star. So this is really, these are the last three episodes, and then there's kind of like a, a special episode at the end, which we'll deal with separately. Um, yeah, but this gives you, but, but this is pretty much the... Uh, this is the climax of the season. Um, yeah. So, so I don't know. Why don't we get right into it with uh, with your synopsis of episode nineteen, and we'll uh, get into our discussion. Sure, sure. So, uh, yeah, episode nineteen, we uh, have uh, Sheridan is still in the hands of Earth Force, and uh, Abanab is leading the fleet. And, uh, and meanwhile, Garibaldi is trying to convince people that he didn't actually do everything he did on purpose. So those are the, uh, the major threats. And, of course, he, uh, he ends up trying to help them in uh, rescuing Sheridan from his uh, incarceration on Mars. So, uh, yeah, what would you think of this episode? I mean, this was a, this was a, a nice build-up to, uh, to what's coming. Was was this episode the one where um, it ends with with Sheridan being rescued? Is that is that correct, or is that is it? Yeah, he's he's uh he's rescued in this episode. Okay, yes. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't split between the two episodes before I gave my full opinion. I thought it was a good episode. There were a couple of points I was like, that's a little like when the guy just let Garibaldi in. I thought that was a little <laughs> bit pretty casual. Yeah, like I like I, I get that he saw Garibaldi on TV, but it just felt a little bit too hand wavy. Um, yeah, and, and I think that the uh, you know I I liked the way that I, I liked the whole opening scene where yes where 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 they're distorting Sheridan's sense of reality and so he thinks that he's being he thinks he's in a conversation with Franklin but really Franklin is his interrogator who's trying to get information about his contacts and just just sort of the the. I don't know something about the the weird disconnect between what Sheridan actually looks like and how he looks like in this <laughs> alternate reality. It, it was really it was it was like a little bit funny, but also a little bit serious. And uh, you know, it, it definitely walked that fine line. And it and I thought I thought it, I thought it worked. Um, yeah, one, one thing I liked about this scene too was it kind of highlighted the fact that this. You know, whoever these people are, the particular group of Earth that has shared in their hands, you know, they're trying to get that, in, you know, kind of coax that information about his informants out and everything, about his contacts on Mars. Mm -hmm. But it, it highlighted the fact that, you know, this faction, which was, of course, the faction that Edgars would have handed him off to, how they weren't using telepaths. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, it's like, because technically it's like, Earth's got telepaths, they just could have gotten in and read his brain. But it's yeah. like, it kind of kind of highlighted the fact, well, these are Edgars' allies, and it's like, they don't, they're not bringing any any psychics in to take part in this at all. So I, I kind of like that as a touch there. And, uh, and I like the scene where Garibaldi is trying to prove that he's, you know, that he really was, uh, manipulated by Bester and, uh, uh, Gina, oh, what is it? Lita Ford, Gina Davis, the, uh, the leader yeah. of the Mars <laughs> resistance. Uh, she, you know, she basically tries to shoot Garibaldi and, mm -hmm. and Lita Alexander and, uh, and Franklin have to step in and eventually they do sort things out by giving Garibaldi a deep scan. So I thought, I thought that number one, I like that they planted that seed. They mentioned the deep scan an episode or two ago. And so it yeah. wasn't just pulled out of thin air when it came up in this episode. 
and 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 I don't know something about that really makes it easier to digest when it comes up. Um, and yeah. so you know, I, I, I that that really I because there's an existing shoot to kill order for Garibaldi. I was wondering how they were going to get him back into the camp. <laughs> and this and Franklin is probably the best character for him to to. He's the one who would be the most understanding and most open to hearing Garibaldi's side of the story. Uh, yeah, so, that was good character yeah. placement there, definitely. Because I think Ivanova, if we're playing the characters as like this is what the character would do, her character yeah. would have shot Garibaldi. But yeah. Franklin, I totally buy that he he really wanted to know and he wanted to hear an explanation before he did anything. So yeah, well, I liked when they were rescuing Sheridan, and Sheridan was like really kind of unhinged, and he was like just shooting and shooting that guard over and over again. Was, there was at this moment there, it's like, wow, is he going to turn around and shoot Garibaldi? Yeah, he was pretty, well, pretty understandable, I think, given the context. But yeah, he 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 shot the guy like five times. I I said uh, my notes was he shoots the guy dead, 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 dead. So it was just <laughs> it was just you know he was obviously getting out some some pent up anger. The, yeah. My favorite part from that scene is when they burst in and and Sheridan is all groggy and he sees Garibaldi. He's like, Garibaldi, you know, I was going to, uh, what's his first name? Michael? Michael Garibaldi? Yeah. I think he called him Michael. Michael, I was going to kick your butt for something, but I don't remember <laughs> what. And uh, and he's just, he's so, they got him on so many different drugs or whatever that, um, frankly, I think, I think he showed a lot of restraint in that, uh, in that hallway when he shoots the guy, given how much stuff is probably floating through his system and how warped his sense of reality is. It could have yeah. been a lot worse. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, so the, the rescue and everything was good. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else happened this scene. Uh, we have the, the whole situation. This episode? Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, this episode. Uh, yeah. Ivanova and Marcus, um, mm-hmm. have to face off against that destroyer made from shadow technology. Um, that's a pretty dramatic scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a, a significant scene. Yeah. Yeah. And of course that's the scene where Ivanova gets, uh, horribly, horribly wounded. So, uh, yeah. And she no, gets a little melodramatic. She, she, uh, what's her line? I am the right hand <laughs> of vengeance. I am death incarnate and the last living thing you're ever going to see. God sent me. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm probably leaving out some stuff, but that was basically what she's, and, and, and it was also, th- those are, those are, uh, those, th- th- that, that scene could have fallen apart very easily. I felt, with the, <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but so, so this is something that I, I so obviously this is going to, we're going to get more into this in the next, in the coming episodes, but Ivanova gets seriously injured and this plants a seed for stuff that's going to come up next up ep- next episode or two. And I'm really wondering how the fact that Ivanova doesn't come back next season, if they had known that was going to be the case, if things would yeah. have been different, because I was thinking that would really have been a nice death scene for her character. That would have really given weight to the show. If Ivanova died, at that I know. moment and and they might as well because she's not you know uh i mean i know they need her for the pen the the final final episode that they don't air this season but i'm I'm sure they could have you know worked around it somehow you know just not had her be in that episode or yeah well, they would have done that episode differently i mean that episode i mean if that episode had aired this season it would have aired over after these episodes so if they'd known she was leaving they uh they would have just done that episode and- differently 
And I mean, and obviously it's a petty consideration because they, they couldn't have possibly foreseen it. And and, no. and I remember listening to an interview with uh, Michael J. Straczynski where he was talking about how the, you know, sort of one of his irritations when people say, ah, it should have been done this way or that way. How every episode, it's like getting a piece of paper and slapping it up against the wall with story <laughs> material. And then you're stuck with that story. You can't undo that episode that you've already established. And so I get, yeah. that, you know, that there are reasons. But I just thought that, you know, if, if they had known, it would have been, it, it, it would have really, I thought, been a great ending for a character. Uh, it, yeah, that meant they ended up having, you know, both Marcus and Ivanova knocked out of the show. <laughs> well, what I was thinking is they wouldn't have had characters. to have knocked out marcus that they could oh, have oh that's my him. point that's yeah. what i'm saying that's what i'm saying that, that just the way it, the way it did work out meant they both got knocked oh, out of the show I, whereas if they'd known you know they could have had marcus not save her and that you know then marcus would have been around next season so you at least would have had you, one character saved now was he just simply written out of the show or was it something to do with him needing to leave the show as an actor or is that not something that's even I don't actually know the backstory there. It's uh, it's nothing I ever heard back at, back in the day, and I I actually was wondering that while I was watching the show, but I didn't I didn't I didn't get around to actually researching it. But it is that is a good question. Maybe we'll try to pick it up uh, between this episode and the next. I say this all the time, and then we never pick it up. So anyone listening, like don't well, don't don't home, count on us. Google it, Google yeah. it yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't count on us finding the information for you because I I have a lot of thoughts during an episode that never get revisited um so the other thing that happens this episode i think is uh ivanova she's been learning mimbari and she finally understands what marcus said to her and and so she she tells him that and she says thank you and it's clear that she's open to the possibility of of them having a relationship and yeah uh, uh and and again we'll get into that as as things uh as things come up, we also learned that, uh, that some of the people who have been defecting are not, uh, are not as committed to Sheridan's side as they say, and have been huh. sending information, which that really, that really made me un- uneasy when they, when they, when they, <laughs> when they dropped that. No, it's really believable. That's exactly what Clark would do. It's like, all right, you guys uh, go surrender to Sheridan over there and start reporting back to me. I mean, that's just a very, very plausible situation. And so I guess uh, that, you know, this naturally leads into the next episode. But uh, do you want to give you a rundown of, of episode 20? Uh, episode 20, yeah. I mean, that's the big battle. We get to find out what they, why they've been smuggling all these uh, frozen shadow psychics onto uh, Mars. Uh, it's the one where Marcus finds out about the healing machine and decides to go back and... Uh, save uh Ivanova and it's just it's just the big battle against the earth forces so it's it, it is as the title implies the end game and uh this one so one of the things i like about the way the season ends is is you have like the the previous episode and this episode sort of form the the climax and then mm-hmm. and then the next episode rising star is kind of everything kind of settles like it's still it's still very interesting but but they're not the ending. Fallout. They're not. Yeah, they're not ending like right after the big battle. We get a little bit more information about what's going on, and so I just found that more enjoyable. 
But mm-hmm. this episode, this was a great episode. This really felt like Star Wars to me. Between uh, yeah, this was... one and the last one, they got a, like a lot of the Star Wars feel felt present here. I liked the space battles. They felt very convincing to me. Mm-hmm. And I liked that he had to face his former instructor. And that they brought in this guy that had trained him who knew how he thought. And it, it was a little cheesy at times, but it was really fun watching. I can't, what was the guy's name who... Uh, uh, left Court, I think. Left Court, uh, so... Okay. Yeah, left court. Left court. Okay, so he he's sort of. I just love the way that he's engaging uh, Sheridan's tactics and sort of, yeah. you know, hmm, nice for opening move there. I wonder what that was. <laughs> you know, it's just it was very interesting and fun dialogue. Uh, and yeah, it was. I mean, you're right. It was a little bit cheesy, but it was it was very satisfyingly cheesy. And, yeah. I, and, and I like it. It just it opened up the other side. You know, the other you, you were you were kind of. It, it gave you an interesting window into what was going on on the other side. Without that character there, it uh, you know the, the the enemy would have been pretty faceless, which would have been a lot less interesting. And, and, and I oh go ahead, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. I'll say yeah, and I was going to bring up you know the uh, the prequel, which wasn't made at this point. Left Court is also in the prequel, which is something I've never noticed on previous watches. But he's the guy that tries to. Uh, give Sheridan the, uh, the job to go check out the Minbari, which he wisely turns down. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I was kind of, I was kind of like interested. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool that they, 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 you know, add this character throughout the continuity of the show. Yeah, no, I, um, uh, I I actually want to watch the prequel again because I, I feel like I'd see so many more interesting things that I, you know, that was the first episode of the, the first thing I saw, uh, when we started this podcast, so uh, I'm sure that now there's there's a lot for me to glean from it. But uh, one of the things I liked about this episode is you had the whole thing with Mars, and I like how they explain the reason that they have to take out Mars first is they don't want to be attacked from their flank because Mars is like a base. So I sort of had this nice visual in my head of okay, I can imagine that, and I like that they they have you you get to see this ground fight on Mars that's mm-hmm. very satisfying. And, yeah, and the and that sort of functions as the staging ground for Lita Alexander's uh, attack with the uh, um, I forget what they're called, but like the shadow telepaths uh, that they that they smuggle aboard the various destroyers, and and so it was just, it was just a great lead up to the actual the actual battle, and uh, and and then and then the twist at the end where the, the where, where President Clark starts turning the defense grid against Earth itself. And, yeah, you know, it's a little melodramatic, you know, like like Sheridan has to ram it and they're going to take off <laughs> and it just it, and it's going to hit this really hit home for me. The target was North America and it was going to take out the whole eastern seaboard. So, yeah. so I'm definitely, you know, I'm definitely caught up in the in the in the conflagration there. So, uh, <laughs> but 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 I don't know. It, again, it was it, it, I just like the moment when he sits back and he says, OK, give me ramming speed. And, yeah. uh, and he rams and he's about to ram into the thing and the other guy shows up and blasts it and he doesn't have to die. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was very satisfying. I mean, Sheridan, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like Boxlighter really nailed the performance where he was just making the decision and his seconds, like, you know, agrees to carry out the command. I, I felt I just felt they, they did that perfectly. Well, you, know? I mean, you know what else was perfect? But. The the whole setup of him being interrogated for weeks and weeks and growing like a ha- haggard beard and then yeah. it, it sets him up to have the trimmed beard that he has in the in the in the so so it's not just out of nowhere and you know you, no. 
it it was it was a that was a very nice use of of of, of the of the incidents that that, are, that lead up to this. And we we also have the whole thing where where Marcus uses that device to to save Ivanova, and yeah, um, he also leaves. It's a little unclear how worried they are about this, but Marcus basically just leaves the battle to go save Ivanova. And my impression when I first saw it was, oh, they think he might be betraying them and going to Babylon Five to do something bad, but. I think they no, figured think out they pretty quickly what he was doing. So yeah, it's because Lanier was the one that kind of inadvertently mentioned it, you know, in, a, in an offhand way. So I think Lanier was clued in, and he told, mm. he told, you know, the lad and the told, uh, so, told Sheridan. But so on the one, I don't know how I feel about the Marcus thing. I feel like. I, I well, I guess on the one hand, I feel like shouldn't they? Why wouldn't they have thought of that as an option? Like they know that's there. They used it to save Garibaldi. I know that Franklin said we should never use it again, but surely yeah. they would use it for Ivanova. In that situation, you know I mean? well, the difference is is like basically the catch with that machine. If someone's like fatally wounded, you know, it always kills the you know the person that's providing the life in it. You would with. With uh, with Garibaldi, it's like Garibaldi was like in this indefinite coma, and they didn't know if he was going to come out. So it was like it was an edge case, you know. We can use it because he's not fatally wounded. Okay. But it was definitely. I mean, you know, this thing, you know, in in a science fiction show, this thing works on pretty magical logic. You know, it's like oh, it takes their life energy, and if it, if they're going to die, it's going to kill them. But, even uh, so, they don't have any executions lined up that they can't. You know, you know I mean? like, <laughs> that's true. Hey, we're gonna have a lot of court martials coming up with all these war criminals. Yeah. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we round up one of these guys? I mean, you uh, know, but I don't know. I just, I just thought that it. Again, though, it, it was nice and dramatic. I, I was, and Marcus dies a virgin apparently because he, he, you know, you know, which I don't know. It's funny because that was one of the things that we sort of learn about his character, and he's saving himself for Ivanova, and. Yeah. And then he ends up dying. So it's yeah. uh the Bono says in the next episode, she could have at least bobbed. <laughs> that that was also a very nineties slang that I uh, <laughs> I couldn't well, imagine surviving into uh what 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 uh what's the century Babylon five is set in? Twenty uh it's the I think it's the twenty uh well let's see, uh twenty third century, I guess. Okay. Well, I couldn't see it surviving into that century, as it hasn't even survived into the <laughs> into this one. <laughs> but, it's coming back. It's yeah, coming back. I don't know that. But, that's uh, the, the only people I ever heard use that term in the '90s were my fellow gamers. I don't think I ever heard anybody outside of the gaming community. I think I think that this, you see, but the show saved itself because you know Franklin laughs at her using the word. She's like, "Well, yeah. it's something he would have said." Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, like, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I, I, that, 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 like, but yeah, it's definitely something." Marcus was a nerd; he'd, he'd say it. Okay, but, that's uh, fair. You, you've 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 convinced me. You've convinced yeah. me. That was oh. a really good scene, the scene with Ivanova and Marcus. That was a, a very, like I said, I mean, there's a lot of things out the whole Marcus plot here. I'm not quite sure how to feel about it, but because uh, it is it is a little heavy handed, you know, having the scene at the beginning of, uh, you know, of, of uh, between the darkness and the light where she finally figures out what it was, you know, he really said to her way back and she kind of gets this idea that she's open to a relationship potentially and then. And then having her suddenly get wounded, it was, it's all, it is all very, 
it's it's done well, but it is it is very heavy handed at the same yeah. time. So, and uh, I don't know. Am I forgetting forgetting anything important during this episode? Um, uh, we're in end game here. Uh, well, obviously Clark shoots himself. That's uh, did, did you notice too? There was something kind of odd there. He shoots himself, and the woman just kind of shoos his body away. But then in the but then in the media clip, it's the back. Next, yeah, it's back there, and they said that they left <laughs> it undisturbed. Strange. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a little, and, and there's a sheet over him too. So it, it was, uh, I don't know, it was a little bit unusual to me. Um, yeah, there was weird stuff going on there, definitely. Also, this kind of, you know, so I guess we can get into the next episode, but I have kind of a comment that's on the cusp of these two episodes. But in this one, basically, uh, this is the aftermath. And, and, uh, um, I think that, uh, Sheridan agrees to go before a military tribunal. Yeah. Uh, so basically, so that there can be a smooth transition of power in, in on Earth, and and so that people don't feel like you know this military guy who just went against the government, uh, you know, is 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 above the law or something. But I have to say, yeah. if I were Sheridan, I would have not done that. I <laughs> I would have I, I would have implemented like military law for like you know, a month and, and gotten rid of all the bad guys and made sure that we fixed the earth because, because there was all kinds of problems on earth that clearly yeah. they didn't uproot by the time they, you know, this tribunal is over. And, and I would have done it that way. I, I think it was really boneheaded and naive for him to do it the way he did it. Um, and I know that his, that his old teacher was like, well, you'll have to go before a military tribunal. I would have been like, screw you. No, no, you are the one who will go before the I'm military going back tribunal. To Babylon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you who are just following these uh, these unlawful orders. Uh, you know, it just seemed. I don't know. It, it. It was. It was a bold move, definitely. I mean, because I, yeah, it, it's. It, I mean, it is a very complicated situation. I mean, that's one thing I like about this. This, episode. but it doesn't have to be. It. It really doesn't have to be. That's the thing. Like it's complicated because they left all the people in place that were like. Well, once again, it's it's like they say in the episode, sorting out who is a loyal Clark person versus who is someone that was just keeping their head down because they're scared is a really... No, that's fine. You don't have to murder them. Just get them out of the government. Just get them out of Uh the government. Make sure that anybody who is running doesn't have any Clark ties and has nothing attached to their shoulder. That's, you know, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, just, just, I don't know. I I feel like in, in this, in this setting it would have made a little bit of sense for them to be like, okay, we're going to have like a transitional team go down there and, and make sure that everything is done the proper way. And then we're going to, you know, hold elections at such and such. But, but it kind of, I don't know. He kind of just submitted to whatever, whatever earth government gets cobbled together after, after, uh, uh, president Clark shoots himself in the head. Um, well, Sheridan, Sheridan likes a bold move. That's his, uh, that's his style. But I, but I will <laughs> say this: he did he did do a good job of laying the groundwork to to get around any potential issues in the future. So he 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 obviously had this whole setup uh, with uh, with with Delenn and all them, where, yeah. where where they were basically Babylon Five is going to be independent. And so even oh. though he's resigning his military post, he's just going to go to Babylon Five and 
You know, Let's face it, when he surrendered, he's got the largest, one of the largest fleets in, in galactic history sitting right outside the planet, too. It's like if they'd really gone, okay, we're going to throw you in a cell. Because even, even when, he, when the, she's, and the president's talking to him, her, her worst threat is like, oh, we're going to, you know, dishonorably discharge you. You know, that's like, that was the threat. And, uh, and you know, and they were, they were going to investigate everyone on his side, too, like his, his team. But I, uh, which really isn't even a promise they're going to actually prosecute them. But, uh, but she did say thought, she would stack the tribunal with people who. Oh, that's pro- true. She did. She did say that. Yeah, you're right. And she said right. like it, half the people. See, here's the part I didn't get. She said if fifth, you know, half the people want you to get a medal, half the people want you shot. I don't believe that half the population wants him shot. I certainly believe that half of the people in power. Oh, Want him shot. Yeah, that, I but, think that's what she meant. Yeah, I think but, she meant half the people at power. But that's but. my point. That's my point. <laughs> he should have removed all of those people from power. You know that 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 it's. Just, I don't know. I just yeah. I just thought it was a boneheaded move. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, my point being though that, that he you know he, he's still you know in, in that, that he was he's being kind of modest you know kind of resigning and letting her you know give him the compromise and everything. But like I said, at the same time, as he, you know, he kind of shows his hands when they when they have the uh, press conference and everything. And, you know, and he, they announced the Alliance and he announced his resignation where he has the fleet like buzz. The yeah. building. <laughs> no, like, that was a very you know, good scene. That was, that was like, okay, we have this power. Don't you forget it. Uh, yeah, that was, so it's like, he was, it's, he was kind of a false modesty on his part during the scene where he conceded. It's like, he, he knows what's really going on. It's like, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll, you know, all, all he wanted from her was from her to say, I'm not going to go after anybody who fought underneath you. That was it. You know, it's like, cause you know, Ivanova stays a captain in earth force, you know, it's like, he, he wanted to leave it open for, you know, his people to all be able to still continue to have careers in Earth Force. I think I, that was all he wanted. I do not know. I don't know what's coming down the pike, but I just do not trust this president. This woman seems... <laughs> uh, she, number one, her hairdo looks almost like a Centauri hairdo. Like there's something <laughs> Centauri-like about her. And uh, I just feel very, you know, she's very... There's like a darkness in the way that they 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 present her. So yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, well, she she is uh, definitely a, a politician. That's for sure. She radiates that. But uh, it, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's like I said. I think I think that you know, I get what you're saying about Sheridan. I just I just think his angle that he was going for was something very simple. I think he just wanted that uh, that amnesty. That was it. No, and I understand. I just think, you know, you might as well set things on the right course. If you if you brought the whole damn fleet <laughs> yeah. there, you might as well, you know, get the job done right. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. like, like, you know, like when that guy said, welcome home, but you'll have to go before I would have been like, you know, you know, like what, like what the hell? Like it, it, it just, uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, you're going up for war crimes, yeah, buddy. That's what's it, happening. Well, it just seems like, <laughs> wait a second. I just like, I just did all this and you were just on the losing side. And now you're like, because you went yeah. through a jump gate and shot a satellite, you think that that gives you the power to declare, you know, <laughs> how this is going to end. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was. I would I would have come in a little more heavy handed is all I'm saying, but uh, <laughs> but I like the scene with Bester. Um, 
I thought yeah, that, that was really well done. Bester, I love that Bester just never ceases to sort of have this Bester attitude that he always has, no matter what, even even when he definitely shouldn't. Um, and yeah. he's basically going yeah. in to ask about his, his his the love of his life, and you know he, he could definitely not lead in with with threats and all these things that he 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 likes to use in conversation. It's like Sharon's response. You know, he was he was a little more even handed. His response when uh when Bester's like, "Oh, I can have snipers all around this building." He's like, "I can have my ships like depopulate this continent right now." <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's like, yeah, you're you're not in a good position here, Bester. Sharpshooters are nothing. <laughs> but I, I also, you know, I I liked the exchange there. I uh, again, I think it does sort of hammer home what I've been saying the whole time is, you know, even even now Sheridan still pretty much incapable of being kind to him even when he is being kind like he's basically saying yeah i wasn't a jerk i i didn't kill your girlfriend you know uh, yeah and, and, and he made the point about how it was the hardest thing for him to do we learned that like that was sort of the question mark writing over all this was uh you know how changed is sheridan since Sahadoom? and he at least for now seems to to be giving us a positive uh uh <laughs> gesture where you know this, even though he did the thing that he had to do with the the shadow telepaths, he says it was like a very difficult thing for him to do. It wasn't like a choice that he just coldly made, and he went through every yeah. single person, and he chose thirty people based on who you know, like who had the fewest ties and things like that. Um, so he, you know, who was who had more years to live, all sorts of things. So I, I it wasn't just like a you know screw them arbitrary yeah it wasn't arbitrary yeah arbitrary. it was it was a really dark thing because this was that was a plot thread i'd forgotten about since the last time i watched the show i really couldn't remember what they were going to do with these telepaths and so i yeah when it was revealed i was like whoa that's that's cold using these but, people effectively as bombs but but the thing <laughs> is i mean franklin even sort of said it himself he said if we can't get earth back then they're gonna die anyways so oh yeah the the calculation makes sense like i think you know it's dark but it it wasn't like they were just being needlessly cruel they were they they were doing it for uh you know uh, with the aim of saving more of them um yeah yeah i I get it was it was it did did surprise me nonetheless and and lita uh, was pretty on board with it. that was the thing that surprised me i thought she would have been more hesitant um but maybe she understood the logic behind it or maybe she just is i don't know maybe she just hasn't maybe we didn't see what she's thinking about it maybe that'll come down the road uh yeah i do wonder where she's going to be next year because uh, they've i mean I definitely between the final episode that hints that there's some kind of conflict between the uh telepaths and then and then and the regular humans and all the stuff all the sort of hints at it this episode uh you know, I, I wonder where she's going to land in that conflict. Um, yeah, well, they, they I mean, they, they, they literally mention uh, in the in, in this, this episode of the uh, little, you know, the little voiceover at the end of the episode, the land offers, I mean, brings up, you know, they bring she mentions the telepath war that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> it's, at this point, it's just, it's canon at this point. But, yeah, there is going to be a war with mm-hmm. telepaths. <laughs> and so. And, and and it looks like Bester will be leading the charge, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but I don't. Know, but again, I feel like it would still I, like I feel like Bester is somebody who like nobody's really been nice to him at all the whole mm-hmm. the whole series, and even when 
Sheridan's being nice to him. He's not nice to him. He's still kind of throw. It's sort of like if you if you remove the context, right? If you remove the context of what's going on and just look at the dynamics between them, it's the dynamic yeah. of like the popular guy in high school and the and the hall monitor, like the nerd in high school. <laughs> and, and and I feel like Bester would probably like. I don't know. I, I just I just and I think it's intentional. I don't I don't think that like we're not supposed to have this reading of it. Like I feel like. Uh, you're supposed to be able to see that like a little bit of a gesture towards him would, would maybe avert this, this looming war that is coming. Um, yeah, well, there, there is a dynamic in the show where they're aware of those things. Like the fact how Lita gets ignored for a lot of the seasons. Yeah. Like the show's aware of when people neglect people. And you had the whole, the whole, a big thing in this episode was the conversation between, uh, the Len and Lanier where, you know, he's taught, they're talking about Marcus, you know, and, you know, it's just like the whole, all love is unrequited thing. And she's like, Oh, you know, it's just kind of blowing off. And you, just, you see the look on Lanier's face through that whole conversation. It's just, <laughs> yeah, that was, that's, that's another, another, the, the cool kids and the unpopular kid in the same, same that, uh, conversation. That was a very troubling moment too, because I, I, again, I caught wind of us. I don't know exactly what happens, but I know that the guy who played him was unhappy with whatever Lanier ends up doing in the series. That is so <laughs> shocking. And so, and it sounds like he, like, like I, from what I gather, there's some sort of betrayal, uh, and, and, and so, yeah, it, it definitely, it, you know, knowing that, which I'm, I, I'm trying to sort of always push from my mind, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it's coloring your, uh, yeah, I, I see, I saw that, that look and I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, you know, it's. I think we've talked about too, like in conversations about Sheridan versus Sinclair, what different kind of people they are. It's you know, it's you know, Sinclair was not the captain of the football team kind of guy, whereas Sheridan very much is is that kind of guy. And, and you know, and it's it's a good thing and a bad thing in different ways. But uh, it's yeah, I mean, Sheridan's it, it, a man of action for sure. He's a man. He's definitely yeah. like an. He's a. He's a and I mean, you see, and, and again, I, I love that about him. It's one of the things. Yeah, that, it, I, I like it. It, it. You know, it's the thing that that was a great scene. Where it was like, I'm going to kick your butt. And I, you know, that, so that would have not made sense coming out of Sinclair's mouth. It would have sounded really weird if Sinclair yeah. had been the one saying that. Um, but I really believe it was Sheridan. And also that's what makes me believe sort of the dynamic between him and Vester. You know, you can, there, there's a certain amount of. I don't know, like a little bit of excessive digging at Bester in those scenes where he's not just, oh, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah. so yeah, so it, it, again, I think, I think it's, uh, it's, it's part of what makes the show good. It's, you know, Be- Bester is a very interesting character for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Koenig, right? Uh, the guy, yeah, Walter Koenig, Walter Koenig. Yeah. he, uh, he, he's perfect for that role and he, and he just, I, I don't think I've ever, like, I've seen him play Chekhov. I've seen him play bit roles, and other, but I've never seen him really and maybe I'm just not aware of all of his work, but I've never seen him really be able to sort of sink his teeth into a character like this. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's enjoy. And again, a lot of this stuff is sort of really melodramatic. You know, it could almost be from a black and white TV show or black and white movie, but that's what I like about it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so, yeah, so it's, you know, all that stuff's working for me. And, and this was a great sort of ending to the season. Um, obviously there's another episode that we'll deal with next time. Uh, but that's a very unique episode. It's not like it's not. It's a little hard to describe what that episode is. But this is sort of the end of the story of this season. 
And uh, it's interesting, too, that it ends with Shakar and Londo. And Shakar is, like, spying on Delenn and, um, and Sheridan <laughs> yeah, that's right. when they're consummation. I, I think at their consummation, right? I mean... Uh, yeah, their honeymoon night. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's a Narn, so maybe it's not as, like... Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's, like, a person watching, like, a... a, a you know another kind of animal to do something maybe it's not i don't know <laughs> we've already been pretty clear on jakar's uh jakar's taste in women so i don't know that we can, we can uh, okay fair we enough. can explain it away as pure like oh it's just zoological studying on my part I'm, I'm just, <laughs> xenobiology fascinates me i uh yeah i i don't i don't know but uh but yeah it, uh they uh, it's, 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 you know, it was an interesting uh, thing there at the end. And then we led into the lens uh, final speech at the end. But, uh, but yeah, I, I uh, you know, the reveal of uh, Sheridan kind of becoming the president of the Alliance is an interesting uh, result, too. That's been hinted at throughout the show and the, the flash forward and so on. And, uh but yeah, I, I uh, but you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, you talk about whether he handled things on earth, right? It's like, yeah, it's like, well, Sheridan isn't always good at cleaning up messes. I mean, if that's, you know, you, if you, if you remember, that's what Londo in the future gets angry at Sheridan about with the end of the shadow war. It's like, you didn't clean up, clean up mm. your mess. You won the war, but. So, you know, you can wonder, is the same thing happening with Earth? Is, is he not, you know, is he, is, is he like won the battle and now he's not going to do the, the hard work of, <laughs> of, of fixing things? Well, and, and maybe that is because you, I think you mentioned to me that the one of the that the writer had felt like he maybe painted himself into a corner too much with Sinclair, where he was too good mm. at uh, yeah. at solving problems. And so having a character that's yeah. not 100% is, you know, like isn't always making exactly the right choice, it, 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 it leads to more interesting things down the line. So, you know, it does. I, I can definitely yeah. see that. You know, and Sinclair, yeah, exactly. I mean, the direction they went with Sinclair, you know, going off to become Valen, it's like, well, yeah, it's like Valen's, this great prophet who will be revered for a thousand years, you know, it's like, yeah, that's, that's what you can do with your character. That's a little too perfect. Mm -hmm. Send him off there. And, uh, but, but yeah, the, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty hazy on, you know, the rest of the show to a degree. So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of iffy on some, I think I remember certain things, but I'm not sure. So, you know, I, I'm really ambivalent about about some of the choices Sheridan is making at the moment because I can't remember how they all play out. Well, I'm very interested to see what happens in the fifth season. It's uh, you know, again, we have that one other episode to do, but that's like more of a special episode. So we'll, you know, we'll do a short podcast on it, I imagine, and then jump right into season five, which I've all lined up, and ready to go. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so I think we should end it here, unless you have something you want to add, because we got to get to a, a live stream that we're going to do tonight. Um, that's right yeah um, gotta get ready for that so i just so uh so we'll head out we'll be back on uh with the final episode of this season and uh i i i just want to direct people to we have a a, a couple of other podcasts that might be of interest to people last night i put up our first brave archer uh episode where we discussed the movie the brave archer it's first in a series it's actually 
more movies in this but we're going to do the the three movies that are from legend of condor heroes we're not going to do brave archer and his mate and uh you know that gets more into the return of condor hero stuff but we're doing it you know because it's february and and valentine's day is coming up and it's a heroic couple movie and then we're going to uh we also have the return of condor heroes book discussion that kenny and i are doing and then when me and adam finish season five of babylon five we're going to do a discussion of the television series return of condor heroes so i've been really preparing this in advance uh <laughs> in a way that we normally don't so it's a uh, multimedia event yeah so, <laughs> so yeah uh so so anyways we'll we'll be back on and uh we will talk to you later